for me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on and they're trying to figure out how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Welcome to Your Next Step with Pastor Doyle Jackson. I am Pastor Doug, and Pastor Doyle is here with me. Pastor Doyle, how are you today? I'm doing great. Um, it's always This is always a hard time for me Yeah, because the weather's cold and I'm trying to fast. Exactly. And I, I struggle as the weather gets cold to, to give up those extra calories, but it's really good for me because I've learned to rely on God. Yes, I've tried to appeal. Let's uh, let's do the twenty-one day fast at a, a warmer time of the year. Maybe it'll make life a little easier. I would like to, but there's uh, a reason we do it at the beginning. Yeah, I do it at the beginning of the year because I want to start my year with self-control. I want to start my year recognizing, okay, yes, if you're going to live life in a godly way, you have to learn to be self-controlled. And uh, I don't want my belly to run things, and I want my heart to be connected to God. That's what we're talking about, prayer. It's why we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer today. Jennifer's going to lead us in the lesson, uh, because all three of us talked about the Lord's Prayer in, in this series. And I just believe that it's important for us to know that um, the Lord is the one that gives us our daily bread. Mm-hmm. He is our manna yeah. from heaven and, and that's how I try to look at it during this season. So we're going to get to that message here in a second. We do want to remind people, though, we still have a free resource we'd love you to have. It is Pray First, the Acts Method. If you go to DoyleJackson.com, give us your email. You will get that uh, free resource, and it is going to help you move closer to God. Now, though, Jennifer is going to speak to us once again about the Lord's Prayer. We believe this is going to bring you closer to God, too. I want you to pause and I want you to really think about the fact that God is your father. You know, we all have earthly dads, don't we? Some are dead, some never showed up, some are gone, some are present, and some are the best, the best earthly dads ever. I wanna think about the best earthly dad that you could imagine. The best earthly dad He offers great vision for the family, doesn't he? Some of them have brought you here today because dads say, we're going to church, family. (laughs) I love that about dads. My dad always took us to church. That's where we were on Sunday, visionary. Dads are visionary. They see the big picture. I love a good earthly dad because they protect. They protect. They provide. A good earthly dad shows up. He's present, he's there, he knows you're there, and he loves you. A a good earthly dad is disciplinary, you know? Sometimes we don't like that, but a good earthly dad, he he disciplines us, he makes sure that we, we stay on the right track, doesn't he? And he does it in love, he does it in love, but he does discipline us. He knows it all. He knows the finances. He knows the plan. He knows where you're going, what you're doing. He he cares about all of it, doesn't he? A good earthly dad cares if you go to college, don't go to college, go to the military, don't. He, he, He sees the big picture because he cares about your life and where you're going. And you carry his name. You carry his reputation everywhere you go. You know, in our family, we put our napkin in our lap. We sit up straight. We say thank you, right? A good earthly dad. I love it. 
And that is the mirror of a good heavenly dad. And God is a good, good father. And I love that when I just say our father. Because we have to to embrace this. I want to read you a verse that's not on your screen, but it's in Romans 8, 14. It says, all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God, daughters of God. For you didn't receive a spirit of slavery back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by, as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and heirs of God. I love that. There's an actual Holy Spirit transaction that takes place in your heart and mind to recognize that he's your father and he's a good, good father. And God can give you that. I actually remember a moment when that happened. And you think, well, you don't don't need that to happen if you have a good earthly father. Oh yeah, we all need that to happen. No matter what your situation, at some point, a transaction to take place that he is my dad. Because only God can do some things, right? But anyway, I I was on a walk. I was praying the Our Father. I was praying the Lord's Prayer. And I I was walking by a creek. It was actually the creek where my little brother was baptized. And I was just thinking about all these things. But I don't know. I decided to pray the Lord's Prayer. And in that moment, I, I, I knew the transaction had happened. I got it. I just, I had my moment. I get it. You are my dad. And I pray that you'll get that moment when you begin to do that this week because he loves you so much. He, he get, God gets the best dad ever award. He's in heaven. <laughs> you know, we're on earth and we, we think about things from the earthly perspective, but he's not, he's in heaven. Let's look at a few verses. Psalm 61, two, from the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint, lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. Psalm 108.4, for great is your love, higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the sky. And one more, Isaiah 55.9. This is a memorable verse. As high as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So our Father, who art in heaven, his ways are higher. And when we just remember that, it brings a peace to us. When we just realize that. You know, many times I'll pray for the church and I'll say, God, you're in charge. You are the King of kings. You are the boss of bosses. You are the Lord of my life. And that is a great way to pray with the in heaven. Just begin to put him up there. Because we want to take control, don't we? We want to fix it. We want to change it. We want to strive to make it all happen. We want to work harder. We want to do it all. But his ways are up here. And he can see everything. And when we just let him lead, we have the results that we actually want to see happen. (laughs) You know, I remember uh, literally days before they closed all the airports uh, for coronavirus, And it was Friday. I had our team ready to go to Kenya. And when I say ready, I mean, I was packed. We had had our final meeting. We had paid our dues. We had our tickets. We had sweat and prayer and tears over this trip. 
And it was Friday night and I was talking to my father-in-law. And you have to see, my father-in-law is one of those great earthly fathers as well. Uh, utmost, utmost respect for him. And I, 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 so much wisdom from that man. And I don't know that I've ever balked <laughs> at many of the things that he said to me, you know? And we're on the phone and, and dad says, uh, you're probably not going to Kenya. And I just remember, oh, no, I'm going. God told me to go. You don't know how important this is to me. You don't know how, this was a calling. This was a, a purpose. This, was, this is planned. I've spent hours. I've said, no, no, there's a way we will get, we will get there, you know. And, and he's like, it's probably not going to happen, Jennifer. I just remember getting off the phone. I was still fighting. I was still fighting with the Lord, and I was so irritated that, you know, it seemed callous to me. Like, don't you know this is something God asked me to do? Oh, anyway, so the next day, I remember calling our executive pastor, Ed, and he was like, eh, you're probably not going, Jennifer. So now it's Saturday. And, and so finally, I, I still would not give it up, and I, I called the, the guy that does all our international shots. And uh, I, he's, I, I talked to him, and he said, well, Jennifer, if you were my daughter, you wouldn't be going to Kenya on Monday or whatever the day was. And I knew in that moment it was a no. And I just remember flopping into the bed and bawling my eyes out. And I was like, God, I don't get it. I thought you wanted this, you know? I thought that was something you had planned. I'm confused. But his ways are higher. His, his, his thoughts are higher. We don't always know why. We don't always get everything. We don't always understand everything. And I thought, nobody in the entire world but God knows how much this meant to me. And he's saying no. But he did. And you know what? Now we get to go <laughs> this April, and it's going to be fabulous. We're actually going to take 25 people to Kenya to see our orphanage. And it's going to be opening your orphanage. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> uh, I want to talk about that like the whole time, but I know we can't. So anyway, <laughs> we'll stay with our, with our plan. Okay, so our Father who art in heaven, his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. Sometimes he says yes, no, maybe, wait, whatever. Um, holy is his name. You know, it says in 1 Peter, this was a verse I wanted to give you to write in your notes. 1 Peter 16 to 17 he challenges you. He says, be holy as I am holy. And then he goes on and it says, because of our father. It's directly linked in that passage. You, you're, Peter's saying, be holy as I'm holy because our father in heaven is holy. Boy, what a charge, right? But we see, hallowed be thy name. I, I just never got that word hallowed as a kid, did you? I was like, hallowed, hmm, Halloween, nope, nope. Uh, hallowed, it means holy. Holy is his name. He's always been holy. God has never not been holy. And we want to behold him, holy, holy, holy. We, what we have to make the decision at this point in the prayer is not that we're, we're, we're declaring that he is because he already is and was. We're saying I'm going to regard you as holy in my life. I'm regarding God as holy. Uh, there's a reverence there. There's a respect there. There's an awe. And we regard him as holy. And Peter takes it a second step. Peter says to be holy as I am holy. And I think about 
where we're at in our culture. I think about where we're at. Do we, do we still honor and regard and revere him as holy? Some things are precious. Some things are valuable. And he designed them. He got to pick. You know, our marriage a man and a woman in a holy estate of matrimony. That's a marriage and that's precious. And we have to see, he, we serve a holy God and he says that's precious. What about in the womb? What about the knitting? Don't you love Jeremiah 1? He's like, I knit you in the womb. I formed you in that dark spot. Think about that. We have a holy God in the womb knitting He's in there. He's putting on toenails. He's in there. He's making eyeballs. He's knitting in that secret place. He's in there and he's like, okay, boy, this one's a boy. This one's a girl. He's knitting. There's a precious, precious, valuable thing happening because a holy God determined that he is in charge of the womb and he's knitting in there. He's our knitter. We have more resources for you at DoyleJackson.com. We will be right back with more Your Next Step. So Pastor Doyle, this month we have put together a resource that we believe yeah. will bring people closer to God. We want as many people as possible to have it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I think when we're trying to grow in our faith, there's several things that we need to learn about our relationship with God. And so in any relationship, it's a conversation, mm -hmm. but we don't know how to have that conversation with God. That's what prayer is. It's just talking to God. And so this free resource, it's called the Acts Method, all right? It's to help you get going in your prayer life. We Sometimes we need to go and we're asking God for stuff, and then other times we just need to be in His presence and talk to Him about how he is the great God. He's a wonderful God. We need to adore him. It's all in this prayer method, and we want to help you do that to get in the habit of praying and seeking the Lord. That's what it's about. Yeah, we've learned how to make conversation with each other. We may not realize that we've learned it, but we have. We need to learn how to make conversation with God as well. This Acts method, I picked it up early in Bible college, have used it for years and years. Yep. It really is a great way to enter into that kind of conversational prayer. Yeah, it'll encourage you because you'll begin to feel like, okay, am I covering all the bases? And we've got all four bases, and uh, you're going to get to home plate in your relationship with God. So go get the Pray First Acts Method uh, today. Yeah, we really want you to have it. It is at DoyleJackson.com. Give us your email. You will get access to the PDF. For the Pray First Acts Method free resource, go to DoyleJackson.com. Let's continue with your next step. And so for me, when I say holy is your name, it covers a lot of things that we have lost and we have forgotten and we have to remind ourselves. And that, I guess that's why it's a really good prayer to pray every day. We have to remind ourselves some things are precious and valuable and we, we can't forget that because we serve a holy God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what does that mean? His kingdom to come. You know, as you go through this prayer, I'm hoping you're going to break it down like that and expand on it, each little piece. 
It, it's great to do at night in bed when you can't sleep. Maybe you're counting sheep or have a lavender diffuser, but no, do the Lord's Prayer and break it down like this, piece by piece. And when you get to your kingdom come, Say, Lord, I want the things of heaven down here on earth. I want your ways. You know, you, what, what does that even mean? I mean, I think about, okay, some of you guys love basketball and football. And I, I love a good ball game better than anybody else. One time, I literally jumped off the bleachers at the winning score to one of our kids' games. I love a good ball game. But you, you, you have your team, Right? You have your jerseys, you have your Buckeye, you have, some of you have even invested in a Buckeye basement, like you have your whole basement as Buckeye, right? Or Michigan, or, or whatever, uh, maybe Tennessee, who has Tennessee, and that's your team, <laughs> but you love your team, right? And you, you know their colors, and all of your friends know your team. Who, who doesn't know the team that you root for, right? Everybody. You even host parties at your house to watch your favorite team. And I think that that's perhaps the poor illustration of the kingdom, but something that I could think about to share with you because everyone should know that you're part of the kingdom. Everyone should know. It should be bold. They should know. You should host small group in your home. You should have people to your home for prayer. You should have your home as a place where the kingdom comes, where you pray around the dinner table, where you gather and kneel at your bed with your family, you kneel at your couch with your spouse, this, your home, just in the same way as we let all those fun ball games, and I'm, I'm for a great game, all those fun ball games into the home. Your home should have the kingdom right there in your home, the kingdom to come. And you know, well, what else is the kingdom? Well, the kingdom is so cool. I mean, it is as exciting as the ball game. Have you ever witnessed someone who has been demon-possessed and God sets them free? That is exciting. It doesn't get better than that. Everywhere Jesus went, he delivered people. He delivered them. Have you ever seen someone's prayer answered? Have you been healed? The kingdom, everywhere Jesus went, he was saving people. He was healing people. He was delivering people. It was incredible. They were praying. That's the kingdom. And it's fun. It's exciting. Sometimes I think we just make it, you know, like, oh, I gotta go to church again. <laughs> you know, the kingdom is, you know, you can pray for people in your, in your school, in your workplace, in, in your living room, in your church, in your Sunday school class. But it's here. And we wanna pray if we're not seeing it. Like, if you're not seeing it, like, God, your kingdom come. I want to see it today. That's why I like praying this prayer every day. Like, I want to see your kingdom today. Who wants to see the kingdom today? Who's excited about the kingdom? Are we excited? Come on! The kingdom of God. Where would we be without it? It's so beautiful. I can't even imagine life without it. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Oh boy, now it stumps us up. I was all like, you know, super excited about your kingdom coming. Now it's like, your will be done. Uh-oh. <laughs> boy, how can a, uh, the tiniest prayer be so power-packed that it needs three messages this weekend? This is the tiniest little prayer. Your will be done 
is when we go before God in reverent submission, reverent submission, we're like on our face, it's where you want us to go. It's where, how you want us to spend our time. It's what you want us to do. This is a surrender point. This is, uh, I have, you know, great ideas and things and plans. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always, <laughs> are you guys like that? You know, stuff and I'm going and I'm doing and then, and, and, but it's his will be done. And he gets to pick. He gets to choose. And so you have to say, okay, Lord, I lay all of that at your feet. Your will be done. Your will be done. And sometimes it's bigger than the daily things, isn't it? It's something really big. I really wanted this job, or I really wanted this, uh, you know, this relationship thing to work, or, or something really big. But if you're staying really tight with the Lord, you can say, your will be done. I, I, I submit it to you. I mean, it, sometimes it feels like the cross, doesn't it? When you actually pray that for God's will to be done instead of your plan, I mean, that's where we get it, isn't it? The Garden of Gethsemane. As you're going down that Mount of Olives, this beautiful garden, I mean, those olive trees are gnarly and old, and you just imagine Jesus there. He's saying to the disciples, can't you pray with me one hour? All of this stuff, and he's like, Lord, your will be done. If, if that's what you want, but if not, take it away. That's another great passage to pray when you don't know how to pray for his will to be done, right? You know, okay, Lord, take it away. If, you know, Jesus was like, is there any other way but the cross, Lord? Any other way but the cross? And I think that's, you can say, Lord, is there any other way? I don't know about this one, but your will be done. And, And when that is prayed, there's such power on that in your life, power in your life. Your will be done. And there it is again that on earth as it is in heaven, <laughs> we, we want his plans here on earth. Reverence, reverent submission always works. It's hard to explain. It's hard to do, but it always works. It do, may not seem like it in the moment, but it always works. I was thinking about, you know, the, the kingdom, and I was going through all my photos in my phone last night. Hey, I, you can get lost in that phone. Anyway, I was sitting there going through my photos because one of the girls wanted photos to make a scrapbook album for a girl in the church. And so I'm like, oh, I've got photos. <laughs> Two hours later, <laughs> I've been through photos. But wow, it was really kind of a cool exercise because I, I hardly could sleep last night thinking about you guys. I, I thought about these photos and in between like my family dinner and my dog, I have the church, the church, the church, the church and, and, and we're, we're praying together. I had tons of pictures of us praying. I had tons of pictures of us at Jordan's Crossing. You know, that is God's will. And that is the kingdom. And last night, someone came that I've known for, wow, years, and they suffer terribly with a condition. Like, it's terrible. We've prayed about it for a long time. And anyway, uh, they had come for a visit. They live out of town now, and they'd come for a visit. And I, I went like this, and I said, I love you. And they, they stopped, like, halfway down the aisle, turned around, and just looked at me, and I said, I love you. And they gave me a big bear hug. 
And I said, Lord, you know, it's like that, only you. That's my prayer for this person. Only you, God, they need you so much. The hurt, so, you know, that was Jesus when he looked at the leper. That was when he looked at the community and the loaves and the fishes. God, only you can multiply this, only you. And that, to me, is his will to be done for that person. You can pray that way. So then he goes on to the fun part. I love it. Give us today our daily bread. (laughs) Ask God to provide for everything. One of my very best friends, I love her so much, um, and she happens to be a counselor. (laughs) Everybody's got a good counselor in their life. I hope you do. You need a doctor, a dentist, and a good counselor. But anyway, she's a Christian counselor, and I'll sit down and talk to her at lunch or wherever, and she'll look me in the aisle, and she'll say, what do you need? I'm like, what do I need? Well, you know, I, I, know what, I know what you need and you need and you need and you need and everybody else needs and my kids need and my husband needs and my parents need. And she'll look at me and say, what do you need? I'm like, who asks you that, right? Well, I'm gonna ask you that. That's what God is asking you in this prayer. Give us today our daily bread. He's like, what do you need? Huh? What do you need? I want you just to imagine God asking you that question this week. And he's like, okay, well, you can ask him for what you need. You've been listening to Pray First, the Lord's Prayer. Jennifer's been bringing us some good truth here, Pastor Yeah, Lord. I love it. We also, uh, you know, we, we talk about prayer because we think that that's what Jesus wanted us to do. He taught us to do that, and, and he lived out that example. Jesus had the habit of getting away and praying alone, mm-hmm. but then he had other times when he was praying with them. And the New Testament church invites us to both of those. And so we want to use the Lord's Prayer as a model for yeah. how we pray, both corporately and individually. And a lot of people, the only time they pray is corporately. So let's start the habit. We've been talking about habits. Those are the lessons I've been teaching live at the church next door this month. Right. We've been talking about the habits that we need to have as believers. And so let's get in the habit of praying every day, like Daniel did, at least three times a day. Let's pray with our meals. Let's begin to seek the Lord and expect Him to show up. And this is a great way to do it. Jesus is our model. He's our example. He said, when you pray, pray like this. So following this this method is a great way to do it. We also have the free resource on the Acts method, though, which is another way that we can pray. If you go to DoyleJackson.com, give us your email. We will get you that PDF. You'll start to pray the Acts way. Yeah, we can we can help you with that. Let me give you a challenge, though. Since it's January, we're starting the new year. I want to challenge you to give up a meal this week and seek the Lord. Be a part of our season of fasting and prayer and say, God, I'm going to give up a meal, and I'm going to trust you to be the food that I need and for you to answer a prayer that I have in life. Give him a need that you have in life and give up some food. Your Next Step with Doyle Jackson is a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued, but to help keep us on the air, visit DoyleJackson.com and click Give. That's DoyleJackson.com. You can also send a check to the church next door. Our address is 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Again, that's 5755 F-E-D-E-R Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Please put radio in the memo line. Lastly, if you need prayer or have questions, text us 
at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. I'm Pastor Doug, and Pastor Doyle and I would love to see you next time for your next step.